Years later, he's in high school. He's still bullied after school. He walks away from the school to a store to buy jeans and muscle shirts with long sleeves so that nobody would notice how he's hurting himself here and there. He goes home with, with Frost, telling him he's taking a shower and locks the bathroom door so nobody could get in. He started to reopen his injuries his dad caused him. He did this when his feelings were taking a toll on him. It numbed his, his emotional pain because of the physical pain. After a few weeks of doing this, he liked it. He had a way to escape his pain, but he never had the reservation to, to, um, to do death, to commit suicide. He was handling the bullying better when he, when a kid said, You're a person without a purpose. Nobody loves you, cares about you. You should just die. Uma smiled and said, You know, I just might do that. The student was shocked. He stepped back by his response. The student walked away, hoping that wouldn't happen. He would never forgive himself if it, if it did. At lunch, students were whispering about what happened. Did you hear? Somebody might kill himself tonight. What should we do? Nothing. If the person is that desperate, then let them. Why should we be concerned? Uma knew they didn't care. He decided to go through with his plan. He was going to end all his suffering tonight. The school day ended. Uma walked home. He took a shower, got, got his knife. He was trying to decide, talking out loud, shook up my throat, my wrist, or jump to make it quick. I decided to um, injure my body as much as I could, stabbing my stomach multiple times so I can't survive. I left a note in case somebody found me. I can't believe that I'm leaving Frost, the person I have feelings for. I said goodbye, my only friend in love with that. I slit my wrist my throat, and when I stabbed my stomach, I tried to scream because of the pain. But gargled because of the blood in my throat. It was easy to stab my stomach because it was healing from the wound somebody caused. But continued. I dropped the knife because I didn't have the strength to continue. As I was starting to get dizzy, I was sad because I would be all alone and leave my love. I heard banging at the door. I didn't want to. I didn't want to be Frost. I heard somebody yell, Andrew, it was Frost. I said weakly, I don't want to die. He picked me up and said, you won't. Um, Frost's point of view. Um, I was walking home. Uma's been, uh, no, I mean, um, Andrew's been acting, uh, strangely. I've been worried. I knocked on his door. No answer did again, no response. I was getting concerned. I kicked the door. I kicked the door open. I, I see a scene that I'll never forget. Uh, Andrew was on the floor. His white clothes were now red. I bent down next to him. He raised a finger and moved it, pointing towards him. I got next to him. He says, I don't want to die. He passes out with a smile. I pick him up, telling him, you won't die. I run to the hospital like a person running from the cops. I burst through the doors. A nurse sees and says, doctor, prepare an OR and blood transfusions. Uh, they get him on a gurney. Uh, they're they're um, rushing him away uh, to the OR. I walk with them. When we when we get to the OR doors, a nurse stops me, saying, "You can't go past here." Um, I get a bit upset and angered because I want to stay by him. I argue with her, but she says that don't she says don't worry, we'll do everything that we can. Depending on how long it's been, ever since he's uh, ever since he's been at this in this condition, uh, we might be able to save him. 
How about outside the OR listening to music and fidgeting with my fingers? Nurse comes by and sits with a smile. Don't worry, he'll live. It's two in the morning. I'm tired, trying to keep my eyes open. The surgeon comes out. I pause music, take out my earphones, look at him. Is he okay? Should I? Should I? What should I do? Talking in desperation. The surgeon sighs. He'll be fine. You can go see him. He's just nice to you. Second floor, four, four doors down on the right. I look for room 204. I will be talking with both of you. He won't like what I have to say, but he'll have to hear it. Um, now go see your friend. Um, he's more of their friend, sir. Oh, I see. Don't worry. I don't start things. Nobody knows but me. I run through the hospital not caring about people telling me, Slow down, young man. Don't run through the hospital. I run up the stairwell, go to a room, to a force wedding, slowing my breathing, and sit down, um, and wait for him to wake up. Next morning I hear, I don't want to die. He sits up, looking around panically. Uh, heart monitor speeding up. I give him a huge, I mean, I give him a hug. You're safe. Nobody will hurt you. Uh, Andrew starts to cry because he wished that was true, but it's not. You're wrong. He will do anything to get what he wants. I want answers. Why would you kill yourself? I couldn't take the bullying anymore. I just wasn't thinking clearly. I'm sorry. Don't worry. It's fine. Just don't do it again. Can you do that for me? Yeah, I can. Yeah, I can do that. A man says, good. You're awake. We need to talk right now. Sorry for being blunt. Uh... Tell me what you need to tell me. One, you almost died. Two, people care about you. And don't do that again. You're going to be taken care of by your um, friend. I think he's the best choice while your injuries heal. Young man, may I speak with you outside? Sure. We can talk for a minute. The surgeon says, I realize this is a difficult time for you and, and your friend, but you need to stay strong and keep everything that's sharp in one area. He will need help with basic stuff since his arms and hands are in bandages and... He's lost a bunch, a lot of blood, so he's going to be tired for the next few days. It's going to be tough, but the recovery, but his recovery will be worth it. Does he have parents? No. His mom died when he was little by pushing him out of the street. Oh, I'm sorry. I had to hear that. Now let's get to your, go get your friend. We get to his room. He asks, "When can I go home?" Right now, actually. Sweet. Let's go. Andrew walks out. Do you know where you're going? No. Then follow me. We get to a parking lot and see a car. The window goes down. They see Frost's parents near the ride. Yeah, we sit in the back. I buckle Andrew. I tell him while you recover at my house, I'm going to be helping with the lost stuff. So we're both going to be uncomfortable and hesitant. Frost lets his friend process all this. His face gets red a few seconds later. Then his whole face gets red. Frost says, yeah, probably everything you're thinking of too. Uh... I, my feelings for you haven't changed, so don't judge people based on their appearances, but by their actions. Uh, they get to their house. It was more like a mansion. It had a big staircase leading to the house. Frost told him to get on him like a piggyback ride. Frost takes Andrew to the living room to play the PS4. Then Frost had... I asked him what were you thinking while you were bleeding and dying. I'm free from the suffering I've endured all these years, but I had regrets because I would be leaving the person I love and care about, and I'm sorry. That's good to know. This might be a lot for you to do, but I was wondering if I could see your cuts, how many you've done. 
uh, even. Uh, 